and welcome to Deep Dive, a concept where we'll be exploring and discussing people, topics, sharing some opinions, having a bit of a laugh. T. Martin, Al Bradford, welcome. Nice to be here, mate. Good morning. Nice to be here, boys. You're looking beautiful as always. Before we kick off and uh, talk about our topic today, which will be the future of work in a post-COVID world, uh, mm. you've had a bit of news this week, T. Martin. Yes. Yeah. Got a bit exciting news. Well, this week we launched our very first episode of You're Killing It, which is um, a podcast for creatives by creatives. And Michelle Grace Hunter and I are the hosts of it. And yeah, we launched our first ep on Wednesday um, and had our very first live show appearance last week with um, a really cool guest called Sophia Chowdhury, who's um, an influencer, model, fashion guru. Um, so yeah, and last night's episode is exciting. It blew me away and, um, I can't wait to just basically start getting this shit out there. There's so much cool content. Um, yeah. So, and we can't wait to have you guys on there too, which is going to be hilarious. I just think it's <laughs> funny. Like you got, you girls just went straight away and, um, had the live show and just sort of went fucking hell for leather, which is sick. I mean, Melbourne central, the studio looked good and ripping yeah. first guests. So I'm excited to listen to the next episode. Because, yeah, like Oops. you said, you were crying, you were laughing. You said yeah. last night's ep was pretty good, eh? Oh, yeah, it was so moving. It's Yeah, we're very excited. We've had a really, really amazing um, response and feedback from it so far. So it's awesome. And, yeah, I mean, again, props to you guys because you actually introduced Michelle and I to each other just knowing that we would be quite a suited mix, right? And I think that's a real skill in itself, being able to pick personality types and, and go, hey, you two would kill it at a podcast together and um yeah Michi and I've just picked it up and run with it and we're super pumped it's well, exciting it's cool looking at the concept and what you guys are going to talk about like podcast for creatives by creatives but like real talk I think there's yeah. a lot of shit out there and we, we were very conscious when we were having a chat all, all the four of us about why would create a con- why would we create a concept like this what's the purpose mm-hmm. for it do we want to put another pot out in the world that doesn't have any value but this one is really like it's the nuts it's the truth do we want to do we want to throw another pot out there that adds nothing no value another one of our ones that adds no value i I seriously think like it's like the real you look at if you can't get the impression off the even just the cover photos like this is real talk you know it's the truth it's the reality it's it's like it's really really authentic and if people want um want the tips tricks and advice of actually how to make it in the creative industry it's a it's a Mm -hmm. hopefully once we get all these episodes out there it's an amazing tool and resource for people to go to yeah and we got i got a message yesterday from someone saying um loved having you in my ears on my run this morning you're going to help a lot of very lost creative souls that's an amazing thing to hear you know like we've literally just put one podcast out and they can already see what the intent is and that is to help people help people um yeah solve problems and kind of feel connected and not isolated um, and the creative world's very, very isolating if you allow it to be. So, um, well, anyway, this to- is deep dive and this is funny business. So, <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> no, if you haven't gone checked I'm it out, check them out on Instagram. You're killing it, um, Tama and MGH. Absolutely going bananas. So, uh, <laughs> what we're talking about today: future of work in a COVID world. I think it's such an interesting topic. Australia's gone back into 12 million people back into lockdown. I think a lot of people were starting to rest on their laurels and expect a different outcome. Um, and I, we've been in a lucky place. I know NZ over where you are, Tam, like COVID's not really there. 
mm. at the moment. But I think that a lot of people here in Australia, especially in the tech space, are trying to figure out how does this all work? How is work going to work? Uh, do we have offices? What's the working times? How do we build team culture? How do we still recruit? What are the expectations and boundaries that people have? And I think it's a cool topic that we can talk on um, from our consultancy point of view, like with Wellbeings Digital. This is the stuff that we do, yeah. bread and butter. This is our this is our life. This is what we've been doing over the last few years before we started doing pods and media stuff. So mm. I think we've got a little bit of a little bit of clout here and some stuff yeah. to add. Yeah, we're very yeah. confident in this subject. So I reckon let's just let's just get all the nuggets of gold out of our heads and and put them down <laughs> and record them. What do you reckon? Well, let's let's kick up first one is how do you think offices are going to be used in the future? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I think, well, obviously commercial property's taken a massive dive in the time that um, COVID's hit. Um, I think for a very long time, um, when I was at REA Group, they were already pushing towards that hot desking model where there was not enough desks to fit all of the people in, in the company anyway. So they were already encouraging that, uh, you know, minimizing space. Um, and also at the same time, they had a global delivery center over in China. So they were very much doing the remote, the remote working with the, the you know, the different um, offices over in China as well. So, so the concept for me is not new because we were exposed to that. But back then it was quite, you know, it was quite a new thing to be doing. Um, and, but then at the same time, like with big dot com, dot com companies, they often will do, you know, restructures every few years, which means they retrench a lot of people and then they restructure and they move forward. Um, and with that, they're kind of capping, you know, they, they don't want to grow too big. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're going and buying this multi, multi million dollar building. And the question is, do they really need it? And now this is what businesses are asking themselves. Do we really need it? What is the building for? I think it's really important that um, there is a home base for people. I mean, you, you guys and I are feeling that already. And as we start to employ people and we've got new starters now, that home base is important to have. Um, and I think um, that people will always want to have that mix. Um, I think if people need that sense of home base and connection with other people, uh, professionally, it's a great it's a great opportunity. But also at the same time, I don't think it's going to be a massive overhead for people where they have these monstrosity buildings. Um, you know that they expect every single staff member to have a desk for. I think it's just going to be you know let's have fifty percent of the desks there. But I don't believe that buildings in general for workplaces are going to disappear. What do you reckon? Like, wow. yeah, I'm just, I think it's like just waste. It's like, it's like what you guys do for a job. You know what I mean? It's like everyone now is looking at like better ways of productivity and how to get the best out of their teams. And I think since COVID's happened, it's just sped that up. So, like, we've had lots of people hitting us up asking us about what, what, what do you fucking do? How do you do it? All that sort of stuff. And the truth is, there's no right answer at the moment, is there? Everyone's just testing stuff and figuring it out. What do you think? I think that we're, um, I'm with you on, with you, Tam, on, on starting to feel the pinch a little bit. Like we've upping our head count now. There's, we started off with three of us, then it's four, then it's five, then it's six, potentially seven to nine of the people that we have under Wellbeings Digital. And I'm looking at that going, I don't know how much, how viable it is to continue running these things from our bedrooms. As much as it's like, honestly, like it's, it goes, We've said that from the start, we're remote first. You're in New Zealand. We just hired a head of creative, Ben Toman. Um, he's over in Canada. 
yeah, um, way down here in Torquay. Like there's, yeah. there's things going on where we aren't in the same location, but it's, it is becoming more and more difficult to, I guess, have that balance between home life, um, yeah. being professional enough that like, I, I have some of these meetings on my fucking bed sheets hanging on my door. I got the dog walking <laughs> in and out. No. School holidays, she's coming in. The house is busy. We're at Locke's house now in the morning yeah. on, a, on a Friday and I'm having to say hi to Tiles in her pajamas. And I just, <laughs> I, I, get the, I, get, I get the guilt, you know, because I don't want to be intruding on people, but I think that how offices will work in the future will be that hybrid model. So it'd be more like a hub. I've been reading all these, um, some of the articles of, of how they're redesigning them. So a lot of the companies are taking the time now, if they haven't already downsized their office spaces, that they're, they're redesigning their office spaces. So they're making it more of a collaborative workspace. The, yeah. the idea and concept of hot desks are probably almost gone. It's now more like you come in, they're like workshop rooms. They're like collaborative, yeah. fun, interactive. You've got your whiteboards, you've got all your room. tools. Your lunchroom. So you're going yeah. in there to do, you're going in there to see people do team building, solve yeah. and, and work on complex problems. And then you're fucking off to go do your own solo work once you've yeah. figured out what the game plan is. And I think that that's the model that we're pushing to. And I think that will be a lot of employees and people who are, working that way if and that's just that that's if they can but otherwise i don't see there's going to be people that will be 100 percent remote forever you'll never but i think you have to have workplaces that accommodate for if someone's not in the room they have they can't be excluded so your tooling and your workplace tooling has to uh, cater for this well i just think the relationship building as well that you can't really like say if everyone's in the office and you're the only one who's working from home because you live remotely or whatever everyone else sort of gets the the vibe, I suppose. And, and when promotions and all that do come, like who, who are people going to be looking for? The ones who they've built the relationships with in person or the person who's, mm. you know, zooms in and dials in over, over the internet. I don't know. It's just, yeah, challenges. that's an interesting one because I mean, that's it. If people are being told they're allowed, um, you know, being incentivized to come into the office, it's like the, all of a sudden there's a, a, a feeling of guilt that comes with the remote workers again, which I think is what, happened pre-COVID anyway. Um, another thing that's interesting as well is the, the word ergonomics has disappeared, don't you think? So, you know, anyone working from home, I remember you, we used to have <laughs> Rob sitting on a tiny stool. Um, don't eat any more Donata ice cream or you'll fall through that. <laughs> <laughs> Got his Donata shirt on again. I love it. Um, the, I remember having to do assessments and sending photos on my desk when I used to work from home back in the day and the word ergonomics has just disappeared like I literally woke up like seized over like Quasimodo one day because I'd been like leaning over my desk so much and there's no there's no representation there now but also in turn there's been a lot of reports that um, insurance and um, the legalities around working from home is just the insurance premiums for covering staff and stuff like that has gone up significantly so yeah Interesting. Think- all right the next one i want to talk about is uh working hours i think that in terms of like remote work and there's a deloitte come out and they've said that they, their staff can pick their own hours atlassian came out and said that they don't expect their staff in the office any more than four times a year where they're going to do their planning and shit like that i think that we've already been flexible since we started day one around trying to pick our own hours and do some stuff because well our hours are just from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed so it's not too bad yeah. but it's, it's it's one of those things where it's it's interesting to see now companies and industries that would be were really stuck in that industrial nine to five work life 
are now letting people go, oh, you can go for a walk on your lunch break. You know, you're allowed to have some fresh air. Mm. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I I think the same thing. I just think like now the working hours and to incentivize people to come back in the office, like we we read an article the other day, what the five hour work day or whatever, Mm. like just thinking outside the box a little bit. And that's what you guys, both of you guys say all the time. It's like, however long you give yourself, that's how long it takes type of thing. You know what I mean? Like if you give yourself, buddy, 10 hours to get things done, it's going to take 10 hours. But if you give yourself five, I'm pretty sure you'll figure out a way to get it done in five hours. Yeah, exactly. It's about working productively and it's about swarming around outcomes and swarming around the work and then being able to collaborate in a way that you go, well, in this chunk of work that needs to be delivered, what is necessary? Like what are, you know, what's the ins and outs of this? Um, And, you know, that, that way it becomes very clear and how you can kind of deliver that piece of work and time time is an afterthought in a lot of ways when your team are gelled and you have a good operating rhythm. And I think, you know, you know, the, the three of us are very, very productive people. Um, but we're also very good at planning and uh, understanding who's doing what. And then, um, you know, throughout the day, we might just check in over message, but you know, we, we double down on our planning on, on the Monday and then we know exactly what needs to happen. So I think that, it's important that people don't necessarily put such a huge um, specification around hours being put in, but it's about the outcomes that people are delivering. I think that leads perfectly onto the next segment, which is around like, how do you create clarity and alignment and still build teams that have, they, they understand why they exist, how their purpose, what their, what their piece of work fits into the bigger piece of the puzzle. So what, what, how do what they're doing contribute to the overall success of the organization? I think what you've, touched on there tam which is the first thing that we talk about is in a remote world setting up a healthy operating rhythm so people know when they're expected to be places what they're expected to do how do you plan how do you review how do you set goals um i think that that's number one for us in a in a remote world is in a world where there is no structure you have to establish some of your own yeah that's it and consistency is you know put the structure in place and keep a consistent rhythm happening um, the teams that I notice that constantly shift their sessions around and chop and change planning to something else, or they're not as productive as the ones that just keep that, keep that planning time in the diary, whoever is there is there who can't make it will also, you know, send an update along and then you can catch up with them after. Um, it's definitely important putting that structure around in order to be, you know, anchored to what your objectives are. Well, you got to let people like you say, you're talking about psychological safety and that too. Like you can have all that clarity and all that process set up, but if you don't feel like if you, if you're late to a meeting, you're going to lie and do other shit and then it's going to create more work. And there's a bunch of other factors, isn't it? When it comes to clarity mm. and shit as well. Yeah. And I think visibility is another really important thing. And so, you know, working remotely, you need to give each other, visibility and you need to give um you know and that visibility we've got all sorts of online remote working tools that we use um to be able to create the visibility it's visibility around um what's to be done what is being done like what's the work in progress and what have we managed to conquer who's where who's doing what um and just being able to swarm around visualizing the work and if you can visualize the work then you can you know craft your meetings and things to to be able to um swarm around that work so you can see where it is 
What what are your favorite tools, Tam? What are your, some of your favorite tools that we've been doubling down on over the past eighteen months from a, yeah. a, a virtual collaboration point of view? Um, virtual collaboration so far. Well, I think one of we've tried multiple different tools and things, but one of the ones that I I do love that I keep coming back to, which I find super easy, is Miro. Those are really the Miro uh, whiteboard is good because it's got templates in there that you can actually bring in and it covers so many different kind of um, types of workshops and things like that. But you can also build and customize your own. Um, even things like value stream mapping or customer journey mapping, um, you know, you can do collaborative retros. Um, those Miro's a really good, good one for that. Um, stuff like, even just little hacks like using the chat bar in if you're in Zoom or if you're in Google Hangouts, whatever it is, using the chat bar to get people to vote on their confidence around a piece of work. So, you know, one being I'm not confident, five being I'm very confident that we can deliver this. Get everyone to type that in the side. If you're measuring people's sentiment, you know, there's uh, things like poly surveys in Slack. Um, you know, so we obviously we use Slack to direct message emails like forget about it I like I'm pretty sure when I was getting our new staff members email set up yesterday that it seemed that uh Lachlan Bradford had logged in two days ago and Robbie Hicks had logged in a week ago <laughs> hey, I'm in every, I don't know why one. I'm saying that I'm in. I've got the tab constantly open so maybe it's the last time my, my computer's crashed huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it but but so to us email's not important and to us email is wasteful and I feel like there's a bit of an old school culture around like you must email to, to backtrack and protect yourself. And that's not having psychological safety in a workplace is like, Oh, as discussed over this conversation, we will use email to, you know, um, conclude something that needs to be, Hey, you know, thank you for today. The next steps of this are, and it might be that you've got external people out of your team that you need to CC in that weren't in the session but other than that, it's, yeah, direct messages through Slack and things like that that are powerful. That still comes with its own challenge. I think that we've come with a um, death by Slack groups or death by Slack notification. Yes. I, I feel like one of the things I've definitely noticed since being now more of a remote worker is how on call I feel. Like, I feel like <laughs> no breaks. So. There's no breaks. Like, because no. you are like with Slack, at least with emails, you can get them back at your own pace. But with Slack, there's almost an expectation. Like, if I Slack you, you got to get give me a response. Well, so well, it's like an, uh, it's like a messenger. It's like a Facebook messenger. Really? 100%. So yeah. it's about making sure you, you create your own boundaries and even using yeah. the same tool. So if you are using Slack, if you fucking disappear and you're on, on call all the time, change your status to fucking off for a bit, you know, yeah, get some habits in change right? and you can change the titles and make them fun. But other tools I really like. And I think that um, like work tracking tools and productivity tools. So like Asana, Trello, ClickUp, yeah. Uh, what else we got? There's obviously the Alassian suite if you're using Jira and all those sort of things. But I think yeah. like you mentioned before, visualizing the work, especially in a remote world where everyone can see what needs to be done is so important. So how you break that down and make that accessible to everyone. So these tools are mostly available. You can have them on your phone. You can use them on your computer. You can then put them up on a big screen if you actually get in the workplace. It's how do you replace the same things that you used to be able to do physically in the mm. workplace, like whether you had all your work up on sticky notes and cards on a wall, how do you make the same thing, the same feeling um, yeah. now that we're in remote world? Other than that, the only tools I like is like obviously Zoom. We've got some yeah. podcast shit. So we've tried a few different um, programs around recording audio and things like that. But the one that sticks out for me in terms of like tooling and shit that we use and we use all the time is 
good quality internet. You know, yeah. like where, and I think Tam, you're yeah. like I had it fucked the other day where my internet was done. I was had I had power going out. Talking, I was have the most reliable power. You're out sharing internet bandwidth with your other farmers around the corner. And I think <laughs> now that if we're going to be doing like if this is the new world, I think that right now the level of internet and the amount of people at home is not good enough to sustain a remote a remote workforce and i just think if the only interior decoration you need to do is 10 centimeters by five centimeters on a zoom thing you should like i I think about that all the time we don't do it we sit in the room but really there's only one little piece of real estate you need to be making look schmicker and that's the one that's behind you so i just think that we can pick that up as well but like have a have a dedicated space that looks sick you know like because you can you can literally like you don't have to have that big fancy office. You can have just like right. a little corner of your room that looks that looks like a good setup and that's it. So Yeah, and good quality mics and good quality cameras. I think the annoying thing is like I've got a good setup down the hallway, but the internet doesn't reach there. So then I end up in the lounge room because I'm like, oh crap, the farmers are obviously inside watching Netflix or something on their break. And and that's like a massive problem. So I kind of still have that um, temporary feeling which is not what you want. And so, yeah, good internet is, is absolutely key. Like I've been going into Stan, um, big bad Stan Bicknell's house to record podcasts and use his internet because he's in town and it's like an hour away from here. Um, and because you, we were talking about it yesterday, Wi-Fi anxiety. Like you go to record a podcast and you're like, oh crap, what's going to happen? Is it going to cut out? Am I going to be, you know... And then if I've got visitors here, because it's obviously the hol- the family holiday house, like I was recording a podcast with Michelle the other day and dad was in the background, like prodding and poking the fireplace and had the news on. And I was like, I put Not it on the and I was like, dad, I'm recording a podcast, which is another interesting thing that I wanted to chat about as well, which we had on the list is boundaries. Let's talk about boundaries at home. Well, well I don't really have any boundaries at home at the moment. I'm just struggling through whatever get, get shit done, but it, it, it's hard trying to put boundaries in. And like, like I said before, coming here to t- like to Locke's house in the morning, Tiles is in her pajamas. We're well, <laughs> we're well and truly past boundaries. Locke and I <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, there's none. You know, like they're not. They're not. It makes it easy and it makes it hard. Together. <laughs> What's that? I said I haven't seen you in the bath together yet. So not yet, not yet. We, we don't take fo- we don't take photos of that. <laughs> No, but like, I reckon it does help and it does, and it uh, and it is hard though. You know what I mean? Like it does help. Like we can actually, if something needs to get done, we can just quickly do it. Like it's good for the work stuff, but it is, mm. it is pretty hard. I just think, yeah, finding an, finding another space, another place you can physically go um, to make yeah. it feel like you're sort of away and coming back. I think that can help set up some habits, especially for us. I think the timing now is like, we need to set up healthy habits moving forward. Yeah. If everyone's going to be remote and, if we can sort of feel like we're clocking off when we're coming home from somewhere, I feel like that'd be an important feeling. Well, that's a hard one, isn't it? We walk out the room here, like working from home and like as soon as we walk out the door, like if I'm at home and Em's on school holidays, it's like I would usually have the train or a walk home or a drive or like something to de-stress and like decompress before the day's over. Whereas you shut your laptop lid and the day's over. Yeah, And then just switch switch on to reality TV and I, I can't. You know, you need yeah. that. You need decompression time, and I don't know how yeah. you make that normal. Like, I, I, maybe we just need to start making it normal. Let's just say it. 
decompression yeah. time. Decompression out. Honestly, I found it. I've become so used to living on my own now during COVID and being locked down on my own um, for some of it. Um, and then living at the farm, obviously it's really remote. I'm here by myself. I find now um, letting people into my space uh, harder than it's ever been because I used to be quite like social and stuff. Now I'm like, don't talk to me. Give me 10 minutes. I don't want to hear from you. Like, and I've just become less tolerant. But even with you boys, right? Like I said to you, um, my mornings, I might, I might still wake up early, but I don't let anyone into my space until I'm ready. And if, and as you would know, if I let people into my space before I'm ready, bloody well, head off, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Same with you boys. It's like I know you love rising early and you you're like hitting the work straight away. Whereas I'm hitting the like the meditation and the downtime. When you guys are in the afternoon, I'm like, hey boys, like what's up? Like it's five o'clock. And you'll be like, no, go away, go away. Because <laughs> you'll we're, be ready we're, to we're, knock off. Yeah. yeah we've we been working since your first message at quarter to seven. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hey, that's a that was a pretty good topic. I didn't mind that the old deep dive. If you are, uh, you love talking about stuff that you understand. I do. I do. <laughs> hey, but like we said, if you haven't no, checked like out wrestling. Tam's, if you haven't checked out Tam's new pod, you're killing it. Oh. Um, go suss it out. Apple, Spotify, uh, Instagram, drop. all the good stuff. And it's today. It's Friday afternoon. Go enjoy your weekend. Have a yay. Listen to all our pods. Go back and listen to yeah. every single one of them if you haven't already. They're all really Except for good. episode three or whatever that one was. No, we're, we're going to actually, we're going to, I'm going <laughs> to, we can blackmail you, Tammy, because we've we've actually got an older episode, one of the first ones we ever done that we haven't released yet. And we were blind that night. We've, there's, an ex, there's an extra 40 minutes or 50 minutes of that chat. No, don't. Yeah. I we still, keep yeah. That nope. best leave, I think. We'll keep that at best leave. <laughs> Well, right. you guys Cheers are going to be coming on now soon. I can't wait. All right. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, ah, definitely.